Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. And 910 The Fan is proud to be the home of VCU basketball. They begin their season this coming Monday, November 6th. And VCU fans, need to let all of you know that you can join Sports Radio 910 The Fan, myself, Adam Epstein, and Club D3 Travel as we broadcast live from the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament this Thanksgiving. It's down in Orlando at the Walt Disney World Resort, and I'm so happy to team up with Club D3 Travel as they're owned and operated by a VCU alum and Disney experts. So why wouldn't you want to spend Thanksgiving watching VCU, watching Virginia Tech, seeing Penn State and Mike Rhodes uh, there in this exclusive tournament? And we're selling exclusive tournament packages presented by Club D3 Travel. So whether you want to stay on or off Disney property, D3 gets you in on the action. All right, It's clubd3travel.com. Very easy to visit the website, and you can scroll down and find the package for the ESPN Invitational Tournament. It's clubd3travel.com. Write this down right now, clubd3travel.com. Tell them AWOD sent you. As it is time to go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Mark Schofield. And, Mark, we did have our first coach get fired late last night. Late last night, early this morning, depending on how you look at it. That's right, Josh McDaniels now out in Las Vegas along with the general manager. And I think this move was coming, even though it is still surprising, given some of the financial aspects of it. McDaniels still going to owe some guaranteed money in the Raiders' at least according to reports that I read late last season, are in a sort of difficult financial position, so they're going to have to come up with the money to still pay McDaniels going forward. But this is a team that is underwhelmed, and we've seen sort of the McDaniels situation that we saw in Denver with the Broncos repeat itself. Run a veteran quarterback out of town, bring in the guy you want. That quarterback doesn't work out. In this case, Jimmy Garoppolo. Back in Denver, it was Tim Tebow. And it ends up costing him his job. So now the Raiders are forging ahead with Aiden O'Connell the rookie out of Purdue as their starting quarterback the rest of the way. So we'll see what happens with the Raiders, and we'll see what happens in what could be a you know sort of organizational shift this offseason with some of the players they have on that roster right now. Yeah, it, you know, I thought it was interesting that McDaniels even got a second opportunity to be a head coach. So remind me, how long did he last in Denver? It was a season and a half in Denver, I believe. Uh, I was reading that, you know, in the early hours when I was putting together this story over at Espionation on this move. And then, of course, as you, you sort of allude to there, you have the whole Indianapolis Colts situation where he was offered that job, agreed to take it, and backed out at the last minute to go back to New England. You would think that between those two sets of circumstances, he might not get another opportunity. He did get one with the Raiders. Then they tried to set up sort of New England West, right? You bring in somebody who worked with Dave Ziegler, he was a member of the Patriots organization. You bring in Garoppolo, who obviously had New England ties, Jacoby Myers, Adam Butler, and others. And, yeah, it helped you get a win against those Patriots this season. But you're coming off two pretty bad losses, obviously one to the Chicago Bears against Tyson Bagent, an undrafted Division II quarterback. But probably the straw that really broke things was 
on a national game, Island night, you know, Island audience against the Detroit Lions, and you have that kind of performance when Devontae Adams just looks beyond frustrated. Seems to me like that was the final straw for owner Mark Davis. Yeah, and it's interesting because with the trade deadline every year, you get buyers and sellers, teams that are focused on the future like the Washington Commanders and teams that wanted to bolster their lineup, their roster for later this season. And the Atlanta Falcons made an interesting move. Benching Desmond Ritter, it's Heineke time as they face off against the Vikings. And if the playoffs started today, they'd be the four seed in the NFC at four and four. They would be, and I, I think that similar to McDaniel's move, this this move uh, to Heineke was coming because anytime you watch this Atlanta offense, and look, Commanders fans saw this up close and personal. You saw a quarterback in Desmond Ritter that was leaving opportunities for plays on the table on the field. And this is a talented offense with players like Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and others. They've got pieces in place, Drake London, the wide receiver, to be a productive offense, to be an efficient offense, to be potentially an explosive offense. But the quarterback was holding them back at times. And, you know, with this move to Heineke, as you said, this is a team that right now would be in. And in this sort of chaotic NFC South division we've talked about a lot this season, they can win this division. You know, it's not like the New Orleans Saints who people like myself thought were going to sort of be a real advantage going into the year or run it away with Saints. They'd be in right now as the four-seed Atlanta would. But you don't want to miss that opportunity. Playoff opportunities for, you know, some for many teams don't come along every season. As a, as the Atlanta Falcons, you have an opportunity to get this team, this talented roster, into the playoffs. Squandering that when you're getting subpar quarterback performance does not seem like a wise move, particularly when you have a veteran presence in Heineke who has played well in some big games, who at least can perhaps give you some explosive plays in the passing game. So it seems like this move was coming. Now we see if it pans out. Yeah, and most Commanders fans I spoke with believed that Heineke, if given the start against the Commanders, would have won that game with Desmond Ritter's three interceptions being the backbreaker. But speaking of the Commanders, they move on from Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I thought at the beginning of the season the two would battle it out. One of them would get paid to stay in Washington. They're both out the door as the Commanders are sellers at 3-5. and five. Which of the two has the better NFL career? You know, it's interesting. And I would say even though, you know, you look at how this, this went down and how things have gone, I still would, because of where he landed yesterday, give the nod to Chase Young. Because I think you look at... The way the San Francisco 49ers have constructed their defense in front of their defense on a whole, he's going to be in a situation where he's going to see a lot of favorable matchups. You look at that San Francisco defense in front, and obviously it starts with Nick Bosa, his former teammate at Ohio, at Ohio State, but you've also got players like Randy Gregory and Armstead and Hargrave and you know some other players that can get after the quarterback. He's going to be a situation where he might be in this season sort of part of a rotation, just be given you know, 40 snaps a game, 35 snaps a game, third and seven, go get the quarterback. And if you're an offensive coordinator, you're shifting your protections in most cases towards Nick Bosa because of what he can do. It's going to create some favorable opportunities for Yana. I think he's in a very good position as a result to go on and have a good season. And if he ends up staying in San Francisco, a fantastic run of things. It's Mark Schofield with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug cleaning hotline, and for years the marquee matchup in the NFL was Tom Brady against Peyton Manning, right? And then for the last few years, it feels like it's been the Chiefs against the Bills. Well, I think this year's marquee matchup will actually take place 
in Germany for the Frankfurt Games, and that is the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Both teams at 6-2. and two. Is this going to live up to the hype? I think so. I think so. A lot of it might depend on how Patrick Mahomes is feeling. He had this sort of flu situation. You know, he had to play the game at altitude in Denver, a cold, snowy afternoon. Now he's going to travel overseas. So I think his health will be something I want, or although everything I've heard of Red says that he's going to be fine and back to 100% for that game. But there's two extremely talented teams in Miami and Kansas City. And I think this is going to be sort of, you know how you hear a golf tournament, you get sort of movement day on Saturday or you get like separation Saturday. This is kind of one of those weekends on the AFC side of things because you get this Miami-Kansas City game in Germany to sort of start the day off. Then later in the day, you get Cincinnati and, and Buffalo, which is going to be a very big game between those two teams. Cincinnati seems to have certainly righted the ship coming out of their bye and beating the San Francisco 49ers. You get an intriguing game, Baltimore and Seattle, which is going to be a big one to see how the Ravens stack up. And we can't ignore the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that was a, you know they found a way to get it done against the Steelers this past weekend. But I think this game between Miami and Kansas City is going to live up to the hype. Mark, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Adam. Enjoy the games this weekend. Should be a good slate. Yep, talk to you again next week. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. What up, Richmond? I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on a Wednesday, November 1st. Happy Hump Day. And this is the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I'm Adam Epstein on Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Yes, every Skins game can be heard during the NFL season right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, both ends of the dial, and the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search 910 The Fan. You can hear the game on the go if you're driving around or at home with a full two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. Give me your thoughts, 833-804-0910, as yesterday was a huge day for Skins fans. Ron Rivera and his signature draft pick of the Rivera era, Chase Young was traded away on a deadline day move for a third-round pick. Your former number 2 overall pick gone before his contract was even up. Lots to talk about. 833-804-0910. Are you frustrated? Or was it the right move for the franchise? And I think I speak for most Commanders fans, being a diehard fan and a season ticket holder for 17 years, when I say, we all want Ron Rivera gone, Right? Ron Rivera did his best to change the culture, got into the playoffs in one year, but his roster building has not been good enough. He decided to not emphasize the offensive line, and his, simply his draft picks this season have all not panned out. So I think we all want Ron Rivera gone. But I can assure you that it was not Ron Rivera's decision to trade Chase Young or Montez Sweat. Ron Rivera is trying to win and win right now. I believe it's the new owner, Josh Harris, who decided not to wait to make a move now in preparation for what hopes to be an exciting offseason. The Commanders will have money to spend with cap space and now five picks in the first three rounds. If you ask me, the Josh Hara era has officially begun. 833-804-0910. Looks like we've got a caller on the line. Is this my dad? My dad, Mike. Mike wants to chime in on the trade. What's going on, Dad? <laughs> Yes, well, I'm one of those frustrated fans. And why is that? 
Look, uh, I was I was watching both Philadelphia games and three or four others that we should have won, and and I'm thinking we've got this great defensive line who are not doing their jobs. But here's you know the second man picked, and here's Sweat, and you know it's like why are you giving up? And I was thinking it was more Ron Rivera. So if you're saying it's the coach, if, if it's the owner, I'm not feeling quite as frustrated. But, I, you know, I really liked when uh, uh, you said we're going to win three in a row, and that's the way I kind of feel. But with those two guys gone now, you know, it it could end up, what's that, four and uh, – I hate to say it. Right. Four and 13. Well, I mean, you here's know. the thing you need to look at it, though, is like, I'm, fr- I'm frustrated like you because I think we all wanted Chase Young, who was born in the DMV, to turn into the next, you know, Charles Mann or Dexter Manley or be as good as the Bosa brothers or the Watts. But the fact is, is that he was good his rookie season. And then Chase Young believed that he arrived. And Chase Young decided to skip OTAs and make money. And Chase Young decided that he was going to take a full 18 months to recover from an injury that most people recovered from in 11 months. And I feel a lot better about the trade after reading this quote from Michael Silver, Dad. Michael Silver reported that Chase Young, according to several commanders' coaches and others inside the organization, viewed him as an undisciplined player who developed bad habits such as deviating from assignments in an effort to make splash plays, with several people reporting that this is going to be an addition by subtraction. You know, I, I can I can definitely, and I, I, I lie in bed sometimes early in the morning and thinking about uh, when it's uh, a loser Monday, whatever you call it, um, and I think, wait a minute, wasn't that Chase going after the quarterback and he couldn't get him. And isn't that Chase? He's running him down and running him down, and he didn't make it. So the times that he did well were really good. But, um, you know, I, I think the whole thing is that I want a new coach. I want a lot of new players. We we need to be able to, to stop 40- and 50-yard passes. We're having a guy that's open by five yards, and nobody near them, and then they score. But even with this stuff, we played almost perfectly even with one of the top teams in the NFL. Yeah, and I think so that's I why like they made the move, really hope. is that the defense can't get worse. And here's what I will say. If you want to talk about positives, and I do believe, you know, I will take it one game at a time. I think a three-game win streak is absolutely possible if the offense is scoring 31 points a game. But we've got to beat the Patriots. But what I will say, in the NFL – you win the game at the line of scrimmage with the guys in the trenches. And those guys are way more Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne than Montez Sweat and Chase Young on the outside. So now we still have Payne and Allen, which is good enough with a defensive line. And then you add Two Hill and James Smith-Williams on the outside. Statistically, we can't get much worse than 31st ranked defensively, right? I, I can't believe when I saw how low we were ranked. Yeah, And this was, what, the fifth best defense? Uh, what was that? Two years ago, or yeah. was it? You know, uh, it's it's been very frustrating as a fan, and I'm just hoping, hoping, hoping. I, I don't want to see us lose game after game after game. You're right, but, but here's but I, here's really, the thing: is that yeah. Dan Snyder would have held on to Chase Young and Montez Sweat, and probably overpaid one of them in the off season, and instead 
We would still be searching for our quarterback. We'd still be searching for a top cornerback and more linebackers. But instead, they traded the two guys. They're dead weight, right? I I, I hate to say oh, yeah. it, but as long as Ron Rivera is the head coach, we're not going to win any meaningful games. We might get lucky and be the seventh seed and get into the playoffs, just get blown out by the Lions. So I, I'm like you. I'm a diehard fan of this team, but Ron Rivera is not the answer, right? And so – uh, we have to get better. He's another addition by subtraction. I can't wait to fire Ron Rivera. Well, what about Del Rio? Let him go, too. Eric Bieniemy is the only coach that's worth a damn on this staff. Yeah. Well, I uh, I didn't look at it as, as a great day, but I, but the, the fact that we have five picks in the first three rounds gets me a little bit hopeful, but then looking back at last year, how many of our top five picks are playing? Right. Well, that's because Rivera that's, selected that's the them. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Dad, yeah. any uh, other questions you had for me? Because I know you were really frustrated yesterday with those trades. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I'm still wondering, where is this team going to go? Are we going to be in D.C.? That seemed, that seemed likely, and then it seemed maybe. Are we going to, you know, be in Maryland? Are we going to be in Virginia? How difficult is it going to be to get there? But... You know, look, I just want a good team, and I'm I'm feeling better about our quarterback. Yeah, I think Howell really played well, and it was great that he only got you know sacked once. Yeah, and, and that and, would be and, huge if he's our quarterback, and we can use these extra picks on other guys and, and build around him while he's still on, on a rookie deal. Yeah, that that's huge. Well, look, Heineke when when he was looking good, didn't he have three or four interceptions every game? Yeah, yeah. He so made magic, but he positive. also made mistakes, for sure. Yeah. 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 And we're going to see him again. Now he's the starting quarterback. For the so, Fal- but we already we beat the Falcons, well, so we're good. We're not Thank gonna... goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dad. Thanks for chiming in. Okay. Have a great day. Bye yep. now. Yeah. So it's always, it's always wild when I, I do a three hour radio show and I'm talking about the commanders. And then as soon as the show ends, my dad wants to call me and get my take on the commanders. I'm like, Dad, did you not rewind on the Odyssey app? All right, I appreciate him calling in, though. Phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, got you covered on both ends of the dial with a two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show every Sunday. Phone lines are open as we're reacting to the trade deadline day trades yesterday. Montez Sweat to the Bears. Chase Young to the 49ers. And just like that, your two defensive ends who thought they were going to break the sack record together are now no longer members of the Washington Commanders. 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines here. We've got Tony in Richmond. Tony, you're on the fan. Hey, what's up, Aywan? What's up, man? So you think this was a good trade? I think this was a great trade. I, I sit and I listen to you every day. This is the first time I've ever called a radio station before, and I listen to the junkies, and I listen to these fly-by-night Washington Commander fans, Washington Redskins fans. If you are a Washington Redskins, Washington Commanders fan today, you should be so excited. It's been 30 years of people stealing money, signing <laughs> free agents that shouldn't be signed, and now it's over. With, with, cha- with, with change comes discomfort. 
Josh Hurst, Magic Johnson, they aren't going for this mediocre stuff anymore. So if you are a fan of the Washington football team, you should be ecstatic. The season starts over on Sunday. It starts over. It's a reason our defense was top ten without Chase. Mm. So all these people call. This is not fantasy football. We're not playing on names. We're playing on production. Now, as far as sweat goes, we had to give him up because they gave us such a great pick. I would have loved to have kept him. But Chase, Chase is selfish. He's unproductive. Just like I told the guys at work. Crosby, Garrett, Aiden Hutchinson, Watt, Watt. Who are you going to bitch and put Chase in the game for? None of them. None of them. So if you're a Washington fan, you should be so excited today. You should be excited to see the game on Sunday, to see what they do, because everybody's saying people don't understand. As a defensive end, your job is to push the pressure back inside. If you're constantly crashing down, you're going to make the secondary look bad. So let's school some of these people that don't understand football out there. Oh, we got rid of Chase. Who cares? Two Hill has one less sack than Chase and plays 80% less of the, sta- of the snaps. What does that say? Right. So I'm ready to see all these guys play. But as, as much as you're positive, Tony, hold on. As much as you're positive, though, as a Commanders fan, sh- aren't you slightly disappointed that your number two overall pick became a bust and you traded him away? I- I'm a little disappointed because Chase, like you said, his rookie year, he played extremely well. He only had seven sacks. He won the defensive player of the year, was doing a COVID season. I get it. He did He did fairly well. But the whole hype about him has been completely overblown. Completely. He has, first of all, when I look at Chase and I look at I, I record every game. He has no bend. He has no move. The only thing he has is a power rush. I don't care how many times he's gotten close to the quarterback. It doesn't matter if you have 15 sacks on the season when all of them come on second down. Were any of them forced fumbles for a scoop and score? No. You played against against Pew for the Giants a couple weeks ago who they pulled off the streets, and you couldn't get but one sack off this guy. You could barely get around him. Then you got your dad calling to the radio stations crying. I understand he's taking up for his son, but you're looking at the game too. He's dancing with the left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday while Jalen Hurts, he crashes down. Jalen Hurts flings around him, throws the ball down the field. Oh, Forbes stinks. They don't stink. They stink because you can't hand-check receivers. You can't check them at the line. They have a free release. So if your defensive line isn't getting any pressure, guess what? Your corners stink. So that's not how it works, man. Like, people don't understand football. It's not about names. It's about production. If you're not – we've for 30 years, we've let all these mediocre guys come to D.C., steal money, not do nothing, where the joke, oh, laugh at us. It is over. I am so happy that Magic Johnson and Josh Harris, they are having it. I was hoping they was going to trade Gibson yesterday, too, get something else for him. Like, I'm tired of all these divas. It's time for us to get some dogs. Like, I don't like Bruce Allen, but Bruce Allen, his draft classes, he used to draft players. Mm. Players, no. just like we like Cole. So, like Tony, Cole I, I agree with all your points. What The only thing I'd counter is, is part of my frustration is that this isn't the first. This is the second local product that we failed here in Washington. Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young, two guys that grew up rooting for this team, and we failed them. Yeah. I get, I, I get you with that. Not, yeah. A lot of that has to do with coaching, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as anybody says Jack, Jack stinks. So why was our defense ranked in the top? Yeah, they started a little slow. I don't like all the Jack schemes. 
I think that he's using Jamin Davis wrong. I think that he should have used Jamin Davis like Michael Parsons. That's how he should be used. That's how he was used at Kentucky. See, a lot of people don't realize the players that we have. They just look at the game. Oh, they, they know touchdowns, fumbles, and field goals. They don't know the ins and outs of the game. So we did fail him from a certain point of view as far as coaching. Dwayne Haskins, you could say as far as quarterback play, Who's the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State so far? Right. C.J. Stroud looked like he might be it. Who knows? You know what I mean? So as far as he goes, it could be coaching. It could be he maybe wasn't just that good. God rest his soul. Who knows? As far as Chase goes, I just feel like he was just overhyped. People keep saying he did this. I remember in college the year he came out, the last year he played, how announcers were saying how he was taking plays off. And now that's coming back now. When he came out, they were saying, oh, he's taking plays off. Or maybe he's just getting ready for the draft. No, that's what he does. And, that, and you don't know what he's saying in the locker room. The reports they read out yesterday, that it was tension in the locker room. So you don't know what he's saying to the coaches. He knows that the coaches aren't going to be there. So why? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go out here. i got to get my money. I'm going to play within your scheme a little bit. But as soon as I see that it's not working, I'm going to do my own thing. You don't think that was an issue? Right, right. So that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is the commander's fan. I'm not going to hold you up. Hey, well, I got to get nah, up to work. Hey, Tony, you Tony. Should be, you should be happy. Tony, I'm going to call you Tony Parcells. I loved that call. <laughs> I need I need this energy once a week, man. Can you can, can you hey, please look. call me back next week? <laughs> hey, look, my homeboy's like, man, will you please call up there? Call up there. <laughs> I'm like, man, let me call this guy and talk to him, man. Let me tell you what, I, hey, well, I don't see how – you work with those junkie dudes all the years you do. They are the most <laughs> negative Washington fans I have ever. I listen to them in the morning just to get me fired up. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what they say negative. It's always something. Maybe uh, Scott Turner was a genius. Maybe he was. That's why he took a demotion. Like, that's why every other assistant coach got head coaching jobs, and he took a demotion. And another thing, Ron Rivera should be fired simply off the fact you gave Scott Turner an extension, and our offense was never ranked over 25. Yeah. He yeah. should be fired over the fact you drafted two corners back-to-back when you let the tackle that Jacksonville took walk. Like, it's a lot of things. You let Cole Holcomb leave for $2 million our signal caller. He looks like an all-pro in Pittsburgh. He really We does. didn't need him. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't need him. It's just so many things. I'm just tired of Ron Rivera. I'm tired of his arms being folded. I'm tired of his energy. And everybody's calling, oh, we need to get a new coach. If, if they don't give Eric B. Enemy a shot at being the head coach, I'm talking about the rest of this year if they fire him and next year, I'm done. Because we've let too many offensive minds leave out the building. And what people fail to realize, Eric B. Enemy inherited this team. These are not his players. That's what people need to understand that are listening to me. These are not Eric B. Enemy's players. He is grooming Sam Howe. Everybody else is a product of Ron Rivera, except for Wiley. He, he ended up getting him because the league screwed us, taking so long with the sale, we couldn't do anything. Yeah, that's a great point. So he, come on, man. Like, I, I just get tired of hearing people call up and talk about the team. They don't know, they don't know football. Stop talking about names. Look at the game. You know what I mean? I've been a fan for 50 years. I saw – we went to Super Bowl my senior year in high school. I've seen them all. I saw the Joe Thiesman injury. I watched all this stuff. So I am a diehard fan. So it frustrates me to hear fly-by-night fans call, oh, we, we lost Chase, we lost – who cares? Who cares? I don't care. I am so glad that they're gone. These guys are going to come out here Sunday and be fired up. You're going to see a completely different team. Because once you release a cancer, it's over.
That's a Hall of Fame phone call right there, Tony. I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> hey, I'm going to count on you to call next week, all right? All right? No doubt you are. All right, I'll talk to you later, man. You're listening to AWOD right, Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Need more Tony Parcells here in Richmond calling in saying the Commanders are going to beat the Patriots. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Stub, I'm still fired up from that call from Tony here in Richmond. And he believes the Commanders can get the win over the Patriots without Chase Young and Montez. Sweat, it's going to be more emphasis on the guys in the inside, the interior of the defensive line, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. And, you know, Casey Tuhill did a good job Um Filling in at times for Chase Young. I've always been a fan of F.A. Obata. Maybe we'll see the seventh-round pick. Maybe we'll see K.J. Henry. Uh, there's a few guys that they can use in that position. I liked how Michael Phillips said he expects them to do more of the Cinco package with Fedarian Mathis back to health and playing with Jonathan Allen, more of an outside edge rusher. But Week 9 of the NFL season begins with a decent Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime as the 4 and 3 Pittsburgh Steelers host the 3 and 4 Tennessee Titans and it'll be a battle of two young quarterbacks Kenny Pickett five touchdowns to four interceptions on the year against Will Levis who started his first game of the season last week and had a really good performance Stub I'll give that a one star game Closing in on two-star, one-and-a-half-star game uh, for Thursday night football. But, of course, everyone should be focused on waking up early on Sunday to check out the NFL Frankfurt games. That is the Miami Dolphins against the Kansas City Chiefs, both teams 6-2. and two. Now, we know that Patrick Mahomes is not at 100%. He had flu-like symptoms, and both teams traveling Across the globe for this contest makes me feel like it could be a bit of a sloppy game at times. But both of these offenses are so good that I believe this could be a sh- 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 shootout. So give me, give me three stars, Dolphins Chiefs. I would have rather that game be played in America and not at 9:30 a.m. But I will set my alarm bright and early and get up to watch that one. Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. No Kirk Cousins. No Desmond Ritter. Give me one star in that contest. One star because of the fact that both teams can be a uh, playoff team. They're right in the thick of things right now uh, with a 500 record. And that's why I'm not giving up on my commanders as they face off against the Patriots. A win would put them at 4-5 and five and put them one game back of the final wild card spot. The 1-7 and seven Arizona Cardinals travel to Cleveland to face off against the 4-3 and three Cleveland Browns. Not interested in watching that contest at all. Not at all. Uh, Rams, Packers. Rams 3-5, and five, Pack 2-5. and five. Both teams have struggled recently. I'll give that a one-star contest. Uh, I'm interested to see who's going to win that game. I-, I think there's a chance that the loser uh, of that game could kind of spiral out of control for the rest of the season. The winner would be one game back of the wild card hunt. Bears at Saints. Two and six Bears travel to face off against the four and four Saints. Give me the Saints to win uh, and to cover the six and a half point spread, but only a one star game. Not really interested in that one. Decent one o'clock game on CBS. In fact, 
I think there's going to be multiple three-star games. All right, every week we give out AWOD certified game of the week, guaranteeing football fans around the country will enjoy this game. It'll meet your viewing standards, even if your team's not playing. And so we gave three stars to Chiefs Dolphins. I think by battle of records, you have to give three stars to the Baltimore Ravens at six and two, hosting the five and two Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith against Lamar Jackson should be a really good uh, battle there. Both defenses love to hit. I think it'll be a lower-scoring game. The over-under is at 43. Baltimore's in line to win this game with the matchup predictor, according to ESPN. Uh, But I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks pulled off the upset, but definitely a three-star game. Uh, the best of the one o'clock game schedule for sure. Uh, Bucks at three and four traveled to Houston to face off against the Texans. Texans coming off their worst loss of the season. They lose to the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young, and I think their losing streak is going to continue against the Bucks. That's a one-star game. Uh, Colts traveling to face off against the Panthers. They got their first win of the season. Uh, They're not going to get this win, though. Gardner Minshew and the ground and pound game of the Colts will get the win in a snooze fest. No, thank you. 425 on Fox. The 2-6 Giants travel to Vegas to face off against the Raiders. Snooze fest. All right. That's the game on Fox for people in New York and Vegas. But around the country, the Fox game of the week is another three-star contest. That's a... A divisional battle in the NFC East, and that is your Dallas Cowboys, America's team, even though I hate them, traveling to the link to face off against the Eagles. Eagles are 7-1. and one. This is a three-star battle because if the Cowboys win, all of a sudden they could take control of the division over the Eagles in the NFC East. If the Eagles win, it would extend their lead in the division to two and a half games. I'm going to go out and actually pick the Cowboys. I thought that Jalen Hurts did not look like himself against the Commanders limping. I think he'll probably still be limping. And the Cowboys have better defensive ends like Micah Parsons than the Commanders did with Chase Young. Cowboys defense will get after Jalen Hurts. They're going to need A.J. Brown to have another 150-yard performance. I'm not sure that he can do that. So give me the Cowboys in the road upset. And you know what? This is a new one. Four three-star games. As I believe, you got to count the Sunday Night Football game as a three-star contest. Has to be in line to possibly be AWOD certified game of the week. That is the Buffalo Bills traveling to Cincinnati to face off against the Bengals. A rematch of last year's playoff game that took place in Buffalo in the snow. Can they get a win this Sunday night on the road in Cincinnati? The over-under is set at 48.5. I would go over. I I think the Bengals win this game, uh, but it's going to be very close. I think the Bengals win with a field goal at the buzzer, but definitely all eyes on that one Sunday night. Monday night football, 3-4 and Chargers at 4-3 and Jets. I was reading online that they were trying to flex this game, and it just became too late for them to flex it. I mean, come on now. We could have had Cowboys-Eagles on Monday Night Football. If the damn Dolphins game wasn't in Germany, it would have been Monday Night Football. Give me one star for Chargers at Jets. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. I'll be listening to Grant and Danny 
Listening for Mr. Young, Greg Young. Will Chase Young's dad make another appearance right here on these airwaves? It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.